Hi, friends. Welcome to another episode of That Sounds Fun. I'm your host, Annie F. Downs. I'm really happy to be here with you today. We've got a great show in store. We are in a special series right now called Ennea Summer 2021. It's our last week of Ennea Summer. The Enneagram is a personality typing system and a tool we love around here because of how it helps us know ourselves better and love our people better. It's just a tool, one of many that can help with personal growth, but one that we find really interesting and helpful. During any summer, we talk to both a male and a female who identify as each type. These are my staff and our friends and friends of friends who just are normal people who found the Enneagram helpful for understanding themselves better. They don't represent everything about their number, nor do they represent every person who identifies as this number, but I think they do a beautiful job telling us all about themselves. And we're doing something a little different during any summer 2021. We're focusing on where each type goes in stress and where they go in security. So be sure to go back and listen to our other conversations with the other types and the intro episode with my friend Haley Watkins, who's an Enneagram coach, if you missed those. And now for our conversation with our NES Summer 2021 Type 6s, Taylor Ann and Ethan. Sixes are also known as the loyalists. I'm going to let them introduce themselves, and then we're going to hear some thoughts about sixes from one of our favorite Enneagram experts, Suzanne Stabile. And after that, Taylor Ann and Ethan will give us their responses and share more about how they experience the world as sixes. So here's my conversation with our NES Summer 2021 Type 6s, Taylor Ann and Ethan. I mean, she just texted you in our meeting and was like, will you do this, right? <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, and she, and I was like, well, when do you need to know? She was like, uh, I mean, right now would be great. I was like, Callum. <laughs> I think I said the text message. I was like, you're asking me to, to speak for sixes and you're saying, can I get an answer right now? It's like, mm-hmm. that's that's like definition what you don't do first. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. How nervous on a scale of like your whole life, things you've been nervous about in history. And a 10 is like the thing that scared you the most. And a zero is like waking up this morning and like it's just today. How, how high waking are we up on this? this morning to zero. No, uh, yeah. <laughs> Do you not wake up at a zero? Maybe you don't. I don't know. Probably like a seven and a half. Okay. Because like I know you. I'm familiar with this. Like with with you. So, so that lowers the number. It lowered it. Yeah. Wow. And also getting to be in here before, like having a lay of the land was a huge help. I mean, because it's the unknown that's like, so I know how it's set up, where I'm sitting, that sort of thing. Yeah, really you didn't helpful. know any of that, Ethan. I knew nothing. Yeah. Yeah. So where, what level of nerves do you feel? Um, I mean, I would probably say about a seven and a half, two. Yeah. Uh, some of that partly because I'm like, you know what, this is not going to be the end of the world if I totally bomb. And also yes. I know like this is your this is your whole job. So you're not, <laughs> not going to let us bomb. I'm not going to yeah, let it so. go bad. <laughs> they, I really appreciate when people bring that in here of like, yeah. Annie actually does this. Yeah. She will not let us fall. That's right. That's right. I I am the wind beneath your wings. Don't yes. you worry. Oh, the sixes that's what we have need to, record, to be like, supported three times. <laughs> oh <my laughs> and he's like, "You gotta come back. You gotta come yeah, back." Yeah, yeah, <laughs> no, 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 no. Okay, we all introduce yourselves. Taylor and we'll start with you. Tell okay. us who you are, as much as you want of married, kids, job, all that kind of stuff. Just kind of give us a little quick bio of you. Okay. Well, I'm Taylor Ann. I'm married to Adam, who is a one mm-hmm. on the Enneagram. We finally decided. And um, <laughs> I have two little girls, Jane Taylor and Lampley. I actually work now with you, yes. Annie, because you said one day, hey, you need to come do this job. And I said, okay, I guess I will. <laughs> For that, I was a teacher. I taught first in third grade. And then I stayed home with my girls for a little while. And yeah, now you have me working again. So. It kind of went like that, Ethan. The deeper mm-hmm. truth is she was like, I've got all these ideas for mini BFF book club. And I was like, stop giving them to me for free. Yeah. Can I just hire you to do this? And so that's how she yeah. works here now. That's yeah. awesome. Um, that was where this year for the first time, the first thing we did across the board is plug in staff members. So mm-hmm. everybody kind of got to know the staff on a deeper level. Yeah. And then we called our friends like you, Ethan. So that's awesome. yeah. tell us who you are. Tell us as much as you want about who you are and what you do. Great. Yeah. My name is Ethan and I, uh, I work for a college campus ministry here in town and I've lived here for, I think nine years now, single, loving it at home. Uh, I can't have a dog, but I love dogs. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and my friend Fallon works here, which is how I ended yes. up here. And she's really great. She was one of my first friends in Nashville. We met in a, in a Bible study at our church. Yeah. Nine years ago. And yeah. I've been friends since. I didn't know you were full-time with the campus ministry. Yeah. I just thought that was part of your life, but you're yeah. full-time. Yes, I'm full-time, and I actually help uh, co-direct the team of people who are doing ministry with our ministry here in Nashville. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. That's huge. 
I don't know. I mean, I love it. And people like get a people get like grandiose ideas about what it is. I'm like, you know what? But I'm working with college students and I love it. And I love my team. They support me and make my job super easy. Um, And so it's great. I'm going to keep the grandiose ideas if that's okay. Great. Yeah. I have like dreams of what it looks like and just let me believe that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Absolutely. How did y'all identify as most closely related to sixes? Like what's that story? Who wants to start? What's your story of being a six? Well, one of the things that I, I've always loved, always loved personality tests type things. Uh-huh. And my co-director is actually a licensed therapist. So she brings in a lot of personal development, Myers-Briggs, et cetera. And so I think probably seven or eight years ago, she talked about the Enneagram and it sort of rattled on my head, took one of those tests and tested as a two, one, and a six. Oh, wow. And that was before I knew, I mean, I obviously didn't know anything about the Enneagram. Yeah. And I remember hearing like, you know, you should read the... Uh, the like childhood wounds and the mm-hmm. stress things. And yeah. I remember reading through those and being uh, disgusted, not disgusted, but I was like, oh my gosh, this sounds so needy and like sad. All of like, them or just the six? No, just the six. Okay. And I was like, surely this one can't be it. And somebody said, they're like, no, that's how you know which one is you. <laughs> and uh, little did I know too that sixes, ones, and twos all share something in common, that they're a, a dependent stance. And yeah. so now I'm like, oh, that makes sense that I would have tested all those. And then six, I think one of the things that gave me uh, or kind of clued me into this, this is me is I get a lot of feedback that I use a lot of words and give a lot of details. I love context. Oh, wow. It is my best Drew friend. Oh, yeah. 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 So, like over elaboration and context and sometimes convoluted questions because I want people to like know what I'm asking them. Yeah. And that clued me in for I'm a six, just all, all the details. Yeah. Our very first episode, the any of summer, kind of the training one with our coach, Haley Watkins, mm-hmm. she said, when you take the test, take the top three. So you taking two, one, and six and saying, okay, which of these is, yeah. how do I go deeper into all those? That's yeah. Yeah. really and, brilliant. And listening to other people's stories. Um, yeah, like Road, Road Back to You, the podcast was super helpful. Yeah. Like hearing people's stories, yeah. stuff like this, like hearing hearing other people process out loud, yeah. what it, what their experience is being a six was super helpful to yeah. kind of settle in it. How'd you know you were a six, Taylor Ann? Well, I um, also took the assessment and tested as a two. Road, uh-uh, y'all yeah. both tested as nice. twos. Yeah. I know when you said that, I laughed. I was in my head, obviously. But I rode that train for a while. Like, I was like, yeah, I'm a two. I'm definitely a two. And I really wanted Adam to get into to the Enneagram. I hadn't researched it that much. So the two of us decided together, let's listen to Ennea Summer. And yeah. we listened to it. We get to this six podcast. And so we were listening to it in two separate cars because we were driving to a doctor's appointment. Because mm-hmm. I was pregnant with Lampley at the time. And we'd listen to like half of it. We get there and Adam's like, hey, I'm pretty sure you're a six. And I was like, no, no, I'm not. I'm not a six. I really wanted to fight it because I didn't want to be labeled as anxious. Mm. And I had been like fighting. I had postpartum anxiety really bad with um, after having Jane Taylor. Mm. And then I had a miscarriage in 2018 that just made it even worse. So I felt like I had been fighting that for a long time. So I got back in the car for the doctor's appointment, and I was like, okay, God, if you want me to identify as a six, I need a very clear sign. Mm. And I think the male guest of the 2019, he said that his life verse was Proverbs 3, 5 through 6. Mm -hmm. It is the verse that I write down in my journal every single day and have since high day. Every single day. I have to write it every single day. Wow. And so I was like, okay. I guess right. I'm a six. And then you, Annie, actually came over that night. And I was like, Annie, I'm a six. And she was like, yeah, I know. And I was like, okay. okay. Glad everyone else knew, but I've just figured it out. So That's awesome. I didn't label you, though. No, you you let you me it. be a two. And yes. then you were like, okay, glad you figured that out. Wow. <laughs> so. It's tricky, too, though, because twos and sixes mistype a lot. Oh, yeah. I think yeah. one of the things for me that was helpful was I, th- I think twos, like, do stuff out of out of a need to, like, convince other people to be their friend. And I was like, I don't I don't know that service is really high. I'm like, I'll do things for people. But I was like, I'm much more afraid of people leaving me mm-hmm. and, like, mm-hmm. being being alone um, and not having support. Yeah. And I think that was where – that was one of the, the – the keys yeah. to being a six. So I was like, oh, no. Yeah. That's oh, me. No. I'm, I'm needy for relationships. <laughs> okay. I, I want to listen to Suzanne's to be able to describe sixes, but I want you to first tell me, as much as you're saying I'm needy for relationships, what's the gift in that? What's the gift in being that focused on relationships? I mean, I think for me, what I would say the gift is, is it is a, an inherent understanding that I need other people mm. and that other people need me. Yeah. I think that is um, like holistically 
what is a great benefit there of, of that, that like natural loneliness draws me to know like, oh, I need people and people need me. And I, and I'm also meant to belong. Um, the, uh, I, I know you've had the sleeping at last song yeah. play some yeah. and, and the, the lyric of I long to be a sanctuary. I'm like, oh gosh. Yeah. Like I, I want to be a place where others feel at home and where I feel at home, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, that's beautiful. Okay, let's listen to Suzanne describe Enneagram Sixes, and afterwards you guys can respond and see. I would love to hear your thoughts after we hear her describe Sixes. Enneagram Sixes, though. Tell us about our Enneagram Six friends. Okay, uh, let's start with... I believe there are more sixes than any other number. That is what I've heard, that there's more of them on the planet than anything else. That's what I think. That is why. And I think that's really good news. And I've thought it's good news at different times for different reasons. Uh-huh. But right now, this summer, I think it's really good news because sixes are the number on the Enneagram that's the most concerned about the common good. Oh, wow. And we need a bunch of them. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, they're the least likely to put themselves forward and say, I think we should do this, and I think we should think about this, and I, I, this is my idea, and I think we ought to do this. They, they hold back because they don't trust themselves. Wow. And it's very disconcerting to me that they don't trust themselves because we all trust them. Mm-hmm. We find them to be so trustworthy. Sixes are... Um, burdened, saddled with, uh, given opportunities because their passion or their sin is fear. Mm. You know, like my passion is pride. And that's, you know, pride is a problem. Uh, It actually, in twos, it actually means an inability or unwillingness to acknowledge one's own needs and suffering. So it's not what you think it is, but still, it's a thing, right? But that doesn't happen all day, every day. Think about sixes. If fear is the passion, which we talk about more as anxiety, mm-hmm. which is concern or, or worry about possible future events, then this summer on the planet, there's fear everywhere. Mm-hmm. And these sixes don't get a break from what they struggle to step back from. Yeah. Sixes are the people who make up the fabric of every organization or group that we belong to. They're the people who are just here. They're loyal and they're true and they're going to stay and they're not leaving. They don't leave over minor things. Mm -hmm. And they are very committed to wanting to do their part and do it well. They don't need to do anybody else's part. They don't run over you, but they really get their feelings hurt if you don't do the part that was yours to do. Because the way they see is it's all of us together Mm -hmm. trying to move forward. Mm -hmm. Lots of sixes are school teachers. Lots of sixes are in positions where they... Uh, my language is kind of try to level the playing field for everybody. Uh-huh. You know, let's let's figure out how to help this kid so they can be where this kid is, and that kid doesn't anybody eat lunch with that that kind of thinking frequently. Yeah. yeah, sixes are very uh, focused on courage, but I think they need to move the dial just a little and focus on faith. Because sixes are very courageous. What they need is to believe in themselves and to believe in something that's bigger than they are Mm -hmm. in order to find more comfort in the world. Yeah. I think part of what divides us comes from sixes. It comes from all of us. I'm I'm not isolating sixes and saying that they divide us. But part of what divides us comes from sixes, and that is that When people who are afraid can't find a safe place inside themselves, then they attach to beliefs. Oh, wow. Okay. And so, you know, we're now divided 
as Protestants by 39,000 distinctively different denominations. Right. And that has to do with some little belief about some little thing that's inconsequential Mm -hmm. most of the time. Mm -hmm. But it's the thing that creates a place to stand. You know, everybody I know wants to belong, wants their life to have meaning. Mm -hmm. Sixes want to belong, and uh, they often find belonging within belief systems. And unfortunately, many leaders of belief systems uh, keep their place to stand by being over against rather than by meeting at the table. Yes, that well, that's for sure true. You're both furiously taking notes. I mean, yeah, <laughs> got to be prepared. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What do you think about what she said? Does it feel true? Oh, yeah. 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 I mean, the number of words that she used that were, were common to some of our stories of, you know, longing to belong and, mm-hmm. I mean, you being a teacher. and Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Both yeah. of you leveling the playing field and yeah. helping everyone. That is yeah. literally what yeah. both of you do professionally. Yeah, ra- yeah. Raising all the boats. I mean, that. Yeah. I thought a lot of those words that she was saying. I mean, especially, like, wanting everything to be for the common good of everybody. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not someone who wants to rock the boat. But I want everyone to do well with what they're doing. What about the part where she said, y'all don't trust yourselves even though we trust you? No, you can go. Oh, yeah, I was going to say, yeah, that makes, I think that makes a ton of sense. Even, it's interesting being in a leadership position. uh, And the way I ended up in in it is um, our organization has has two two directors and one of the directors left. And so I, I stepped into the responsibility but then shirked the title for about two years because I was oh, like, I, wow. I, want, I want to be able to do the things and learn without having the like responsibility fallback, whatnot. And I was I was 25 at the time. Wow. And so that helped a whole lot. But I was leading a team of people and was constantly, I found myself being constantly, constantly second guessing myself and my mm-hmm. decisions and the questions. And I, I would I would often start so many things with, well, what do y'all think about, which is really good. And I think I've, I've learned to, to live out of that and to lead out of that mm-hmm. by asking asking questions and, and you know gauging the wisdom around the table as opposed to just pulling the audience and not ever offering my own thoughts and perspectives mm. because I don't trust. Yeah, I it's weird. Say, why? I, I trust everyone else's opinions more because they have in my head. I'm like they have some sort of some sort of understanding or wisdom or uh, they've got data points that I don't have. I'm limited. I don't have all of the information though. Theoretically, I see a lot of the, sure. more of the information sure. than other people do. Yeah. But I'm like, oh, no, but I can't trust my uh, my perception of that even um, or, the, or the decisions that I make about that. I think that that was that clicked. Yeah. Is that true for you, too, as a mom and as a professional? I wouldn't say so much like as a mom, at least now um, with having two kids, especially with like when Lampley came through. It was like, oh yeah, she's got a little cold. She'll be fine. With Jane Taylor, I was like, oh, she has a cold. It's probably RSV. I Googled it. Yeah, no, no. And yeah. like, I, I think it's just with experience, the trust in myself grew. Um, in terms of professionally, like I definitely am, like when we're in a meeting yeah. and I have an idea, I am saying it in my head 20,000 times mm-hmm. before I actually say it out. And like, if the moment passes, I'm like, okay, I wasn't supposed to say that. And then I feel like it'll come up later on. And yeah. then it's like, yeah, that was a great idea. Why did you hold back type situation? Mm. I think it's just, I don't like, you don't want to be wrong because you don't want to put someone mm-hmm. else in a position where you were wrong. You don't want to, you know, cause a problem because we're trying to avoid the problems. Mm. So yeah. I was going to ask, like when you're in those, I find myself asking a ton of questions and sometimes the that it seems like I'm a naysayer or the devil's advocate or whatever. And I wonder if if you relate to that of being in meetings and finding yourself asking a lot of questions, picking other people's ideas, not apart, but mm-hmm. just fleshing them out a little bit more. Because and you holding. see all the warning signs? Because you see, well, and I think I wonder like if that is also maybe one of the reasons why you don't share the ideas. Because I find that for myself of I see all the potential in someone else's idea, good and bad, mm-hmm. but the bad ones maybe are maybe warning signs or maybe there are 
there are gaps that that could be solved and make it even better. But then I see all those in my own. And so I'm like, well, my idea sort of sucks, but their oh, idea is wow. kind of cool. I can ask wow. all these like devil av- devil's advocate questions and, um, and we could go with that and you're, you're a fun idea, but you probably don't think I think it's a fun idea because I'm asking you a ton of like questions about it. But when it comes to my own idea, I'm like, oh, I've already shut it down because I asked myself all yeah, those questions. Right, yeah. and you couldn't come up with the answers. When you a- ask yeah, yourself all yeah. those questions, you, oh, yeah. wow, yeah. that is really, does that feel true? Oh, yeah, for sure. I wow. also think it it also depends on, like, who you're with. Mm-hmm. Like, if you're with a group of people that you really trust, like, at least for me, I I feel like I'm quicker to be like, yeah, let's, let me just suggest that. Mm-hmm. But if it's a new group of people or a new person, it's a lot harder for me to, like, open up with a brand new idea and go mm-hmm. for it. Wow. Mm-hmm. Because? Because I don't want to be wrong. (laughs) And I don't want it to be wrong for you. I mean, is that the big goal all the time is I don't – because a lot of times I think when we think about sixes, we think y'all want to be safe. Well, I mean, I heard her say, I don't want to be wrong and I don't want to be wrong for you. And I'm like, oh, yeah, like I I don't want – I don't want this to like derail our like common experience. Mm-hmm. If I yeah. if I like, you know, drive us in the wrong direction or make a bad suggestion on where to go eat and then like not everyone is enjoying it, yeah. that yes. would bum me out. Less than oh like gosh, yeah. me just having a bad idea and being wrong. It would be like I'm wrong and it affects you all in this negative way. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I remember at one point someone was talking about public speaking to – public speaking to crowds and they were an Enneagram teacher and they said – you need to ask, as you're creating what you're saying, your talk, you need to ask, you need to know that half the crowd, sevens through fives, seven, eight, nine, one, two, three, four, five, are all saying, am I going to be loved? Mm-hmm. Half your crowd is sixes, and they are asking, am I going to be safe? Mm-hmm. Yeah. True. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You, you hear am it I gonna when be I safe teach at And are point. we going to be safe? And are we going to yeah. be yeah. safe? Because it's not just about your own body. When you're in a room, so like in here. Yeah. You're thinking, you're not just thinking, is my body going to be safe? You're thinking, is this a safe environment? Am I saying things? Yeah. Am, am I going to be safe? It, or, or am I going to put something that, or say something that puts you on the spot and then like disrupts you? Or could I say something that disrupts the audience that's going to hear something and they think something wrong and, and it derails something? Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All of it. Yeah. All of it. And I'm not like, but I'm not like But that's also why you started terrified. with, Annie, you're in charge here. Yeah. Can, because yeah. you yeah. have to tell yourself yeah. that? Yeah. Yeah, I have to say you're and that's one of the points where I'm like, I have to choose you're the authority and I'm gonna I'm gonna mm-hmm. defer to that and then let you rein me in or spur me on whenever it's needed. But I'm not gonna go any further or any or not as far. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah, because you want everyone around you to be like it's not just you that you want to protect, it's everyone. Mm. Like as a teacher, I especially after Sandy Hook, after the shooting mm. with that elementary school, every single week. I would lay down in bed at one point of the night and be like, if that happened in my classroom, what would I do? Where mm-hmm. would I get the kids? Where would I go? Like you just, you're constantly laying out how to keep yourself safe. But mm-hmm. by keeping yourself safe, you're keeping everyone else safe. Mm-hmm. And not just in like violent, crazy situations that probably are not going to happen, but like in everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I want you to be safe as my friend and I want you to be safe as my boss. And I want I want to make sure that I'm doing everything right to build you up. And you've told me, you're like, I'm the only one who can sink the ship, not you. Oh, yeah, so no, that's what I mean. right here. I'm always like, bring your bad ideas. Nice. No one yeah, yeah. can kill this company except me. That's I'm awesome. the only one. Yeah. Yeah, and, yeah. There's, and we have a lot of fail-safes to keep me from doing that. I love so. it. I love fail-safes. Um, yeah, How many so. fire extinguishers do you have in the building? Oh, I definitely don't know that. Yeah, oh, she doesn't know that. Do you know, do you know where they are? No, I don't know where they are, but I know how to get out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's wow. a pretty high fall. There was right like there. construction and they were going against the wall. And the first thing I thought was, these frames are going to fall on my head and I need to move. Oh, gosh. Like, and then that frame did fall. One of them did. Well, I wasn't there for it. And no. it's a good thing because I would have never probably sat underneath it again. Wow. <laughs> hey, friends, just taking a short break from this conversation to talk about one of our amazing partners, Ritual. It is really important that we know that what we're putting into our bodies is good and why, especially when it comes to something we take every day. Ritual's clean, vegan-friendly multivitamin is formulated with high-quality nutrients in bioavailable forms. 
But guess what you won't find? Sugars, GMOs, major allergens, synthetic fillers, and artificial colorants. Plus, they have a minty fresh taste and delayed release capsule design that makes taking your vitamins easy. I want to care for my body like it's a friend. And for me, that looks like doing my best to take care of my whole self, spiritually, mentally, emotionally, and physically. And that's why my ritual vitamins are a part of my daily routine. It's a way that I can be sure I'm putting good things into my body and supplementing where there may be gaps in my diet. A multivitamin should contain key nutrients and forms your body can actually use. And one of the things I love about Ritual is that you'll always know what nutrients you're taking and where they come from. Their one-of-a-kind visible supply chain allows everything to be traceable, which is super important to me. And the best part, Ritual makes it super easy to stay committed to this routine. Ritual multivitamins are delivered to your door every month with free shipping always. You can start, snooze, or cancel your subscription anytime. And if you don't love Ritual within your first month, they'll refund your first order. So get key nutrients without anything else. Ritual is offering our friends 10% off during your first three months. Just visit ritual.com slash that sounds fun to start your ritual today. And now back to our conversation with Taylor Ann and Ethan. Is your, so if I'm understanding sixes correctly, are you at, in one level of your life doing what we're doing? Mm-hmm. And then there is this other level to your brain that is all, oh, that if everyone could see y'all nodding. There's this other <laughs> thing going on all the time of like, am I physically safe? Am I emotionally safe? Am I spiritually mm-hmm. safe? Mm-hmm. Or you're like watching everything all the time. Oh, yeah. yeah. And I wouldn't call it like that we're worried. We're prepared. Mm-hmm. Like we are just, we've thought through every single possible scenario that could happen. Mm-hmm. And then when the thing that we haven't thought through happens, I feel like I'm not as scared. Like I'm like, okay, that's okay. God can handle this. Like we've got this. Like mm-hmm. even if it wasn't something I thought could possibly happen. But I mean, everything. <laughs> we have thought through it. <laughs> it's true. Like the the pandemic is a great example because mm-hmm. I think I, I, the misnomer that sixes are walking around terrified this whole past year is just not true. No. And people are like, oh gosh, sixes must be like stocking up on everything. I had no need to go stock up on anything because I had just what I needed because this is what I'm always expecting. Mm-hmm. And my, I have That's already what I thought. I thought I have sixes already, are the winners during the pandemic. Yeah. yeah. Well, well, I mean, well, maybe not. But um, <laughs> I mean, as far as mentally, like y'all yeah, yeah. were. Because I nothing had, shocks you. I had already emotionally processed the possibility of there being a pandemic. I mean, maybe not really? exactly that, but but when it happened or when it was happening, I was like, oh, yeah, we're about to, we're about to be in a pandemic. Um, okay, this is mm-hmm. this makes sense. I've seen enough movies about this. It, it's going to happen. And, so and every time you see a movie about something, you think, what would it be like? What would I do? I mean, maybe I've I've not really thought about it that way, but. I could see myself sort of like putting myself in the shoes and being like, what would I do? Oh, yeah. Horror movies. I cannot stand them because the whole the whole uh, uh, the teenager who is about to open a door. Yeah. Like, yeah. Why would you ever open a door? Yeah. You yeah. Never I would have never doors. walked in the house. Like, yeah. yeah. Why happened. would you be in the situation in the first place? <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Um, nothing is worse than when I feel what? Unprepared. Yeah, unprepared. As I am when I didn't Both have enough you? time sure. to look at my yes. <laughs> look I know. At my I was like, I know I notes. said unprepared. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Nothing is worse than feeling unprepared. Because mm. when you're unprepared, then you're not you're not safe. Mm. Yeah. Even being like pleasantly surprised. Like I, I was at Three Brothers one day having coffee by myself before a meeting, and my co-director's husband walked in on the other side of Three Brothers and came around the side of my table and said, hey, and I'm loved by this guy. He knows me, respects me. We're good friends. And in that moment, I reverted to like five-year-old Ethan, mm. terrified for no reason. Because I was like, oh my gosh, someone help me. I don't know what to say. I was, I was, just, I was just unprepared. Mm-hmm. Wow. And, and I like that interaction blessed me, but I was unprepared in that moment and terrified internally. He didn't see that, know that at all. Because, How long did it last? Um... Probably about like 15 seconds. Wow. Yeah. But I think that's one of the things I am. Even once you recognize him, because I can understand going oh, like, yeah. oh, 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 it's you. And it's Well, no, one even second, the like, oh, you, it's you. 15. And I just was not prepared to have wow, a conversation with, with Martin. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Wow. 
15 seconds. So surprise parties off the table. Totally off oh, the table. Oh, gosh, yeah. 100% no. off the yeah. table. Do not do a surprise party. And Don't do a surprise party and surprise not tell party? us what to wear. Either. Yes. Like, oh. oh, that drives me insane. I'm tell like, me what to you, bring. Yeah. <laughs> I like I like a location, date, time, and a dress code. Yeah. That's what I need to know. <laughs> you are the only. I always bring ever. swimming trunks with me everywhere because I'm like, what? if someone plans a surprise thing for me, I need to be prepared. Oh wow, that's a new level. I don't do that. Oh yeah, but I mean, but now you're going to. Yeah, now I will. But I will bring a different pair of shoes. Okay, like if I'm wearing heels out, yeah. I put a pair of tennis shoes in the car because I'm like, what if the car breaks down? What if the car breaks down? I'm not gonna walk yeah. walk in these heels. Yeah. I gotta put tennis shoes on. Yes, I understand. Unless it's the winter, then I put Ugg boots because I don't want my feet to be cold. I live an eight-minute walk from here, <laughs> so I did not do that. Because like, I can walk home barefoot if I needed to. But right. Yes, 100%. Yeah. Y'all are the first any of summer I wish people were watching, as well as hearing, <laughs> because y'all both are so flagrantly offended at the idea of a surprise party. <laughs> I mean, they're great, and I feel loved by them, but I feel most loved by them if I, and I know this is one of the other questions, if I am informed about yes. it so yeah. that I can prepare myself. Yes to enjoy it as opposed to not like not being ready for it yes. or things being like well I, I should have if I had known I would have brought swimming trunks fun pool party I'm gonna stand over here on the side right <laughs> you know? yeah that's like, never actually happened but but you've got the trunks yeah, yeah. yeah I would enjoy the idea of someone being like hey we want to do this for you and this is the date and time and you don't need to worry about anything else. Okay. But okay. for me to walk into a room and they yell surprise, I'd be like, no, mm-hmm. no, no, yeah. don't take no. a picture, don't do this. Yeah. Yes. I'm like, I was not ready for this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Nothing is better than when I feel what? Invited and informed, um, considered. I think even oh, wow. the opposite of like unprepared is to have been considered in such a way that you thought through some of these things for me and on my behalf. So and like, so we're going to be outside. So Ethan, your birthday, mm-hmm. we've got this great idea for your birthday, but you should know we're going to be outside, Yes. but it's going to be dinner time. So mm-hmm. the sun will set. So it'll get a little bit cooler, mm-hmm. but we're mm-hmm. eating outside. We mm-hmm. don't want you to know what we're eating, but we know what you, we know yeah. you're allergic to shellfish. Yeah. So don't worry. You know, like that's yeah. what you'd like. <laughs> yeah. That yeah. feels, that feels good because you feel like yeah. someone is. Wear tennis thought. shoes. We might play something. It'll be fine. Yeah. They've, they've considered the, co- the potential consequences or scenarios for me and thought through how to prepare me for that. Or if I, if I do risk sharing a fun idea, they hear it, they listen, they listen to my anxieties about it. And then they help me activate on whatever that idea is. And they help me do and live out my like crazy, you know, sickness in a really great fun way. Yeah. Okay. Nothing is better than when I feel what Taylor. I mean, I like considered like just Knowing that I'm uh, that I'm heard and mm-hmm. not judged for what I'm saying, like that I'm not voicing a concern or voicing just a thought, because it's to me it's not really a concern; it's just an everyday thought. Right, and, right, um, right. Like, oh, that's it's just funny. Part of it, and for the people to respond, like the person I'm talking with or the group I'm talking with, to respond with, okay, yeah, we hear that. Like, mm-hmm. not oh, that's crazy. Why would you think that? Why mm-hmm. would you be worried about that? And mm-hmm. it's like, well. I don't know. I just see him. So, yeah, I think being considered um, and, yeah, just in feeling heard. Okay. So we've been talking, in, particularly in this season, about where each of our numbers go in security and where we go in stress, as we've said with the other episodes, but in case people are just listening to the sixes, one is not good and one is not bad. You can be healthy in both or you can be mm-hmm. unhealthy in both. But going the going in security, y'all, when y'all feel the most safe, you go towards being a nine, which I think is mm-hmm. fascinating. Mm-hmm. But let's listen to Suzanne kind of describe that move for y'all. And then I'd love for y'all to respond to that. Okay, so for our sixes, where do they go in security? They go to nine. Oh, yep, three, six, and nine tied together. There it is again. They go to nine in security. They move to nine in security, which is just a lovely resting place for them. Mm -hmm. It's where they're not fretting and they're not concerned and they're not worried about things and they're not making a list in their head of what they need to be doing. They're just kind of kicked back. And you can't experience any kind of holistic healing if you can't have that experience. But that experience builds on itself. You have to practice, right? Mm -hmm. And so they get to do that when they're in security and they go uh, to nine. It's It's a nice move. Yeah. Does that feel true? 
that you get to rest? Yeah, I think that when I'm in a place of security, like I am much quicker to fight through the what if spiral that could happen with a situation. Oh, wow. And I asked Adam, I was like, yeah, so I'm like more laid back. And he's like, I don't know if I would ever call you laid back, (laughs) but like maybe you just don't get as loud about your worries. Like interesting. they just kind of go through like, oh yeah, well that could happen, but you know, then God, like that Mm -hmm. sort of thing. And I do think that really depends on the people that you're with. Like if you're in a place of security and if you're with people you feel really secure with, Mm -hmm. it's a totally different ball game. Like you're not so worried about where you're going next, what you're going to do next. It is more of a go the flow type feeling. Yeah. Yeah. I would say I can relate to that. Even in, in the sense of gosh, the, uh, Psalm 4610, be still and know that I'm Mm -hmm. God. When that, when I'm in that place and I'm in, security with other people, then I can, I can sort of rest and chill and be like, you know what, like something might happen, but it's going to be okay. Mm -hmm. Even with the pandemic, like I know something on that scale, I cannot have thought of all of the potential consequences, things though, like my sixth brain wishes that it could, I can't, but I know, you know what, like, it'll be okay. Mm. Like God is actually somehow in control, even when I'm mad at him and it doesn't feel like it. Right. And I can sort of rest in that a little bit. Yeah. Forgive me for misunderstanding this, but I would have thought y'all felt safest by yourself because there's less variables. But you both said you actually feel the most secure with other people. Yeah, because there's someone who can, like, talk you down if you start to spiral. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I mean, just to, you know, someone who I trust dearly to, like, be like, that's an intrusive thought. Like, that thought— this talk to me why you think that thought is true and let me t- help you see that it's not. Mm. And just a, someone to remind you like, hey, remember when God fixed this? Because it is really hard when you start to spiral down those what ifs. It mm-hmm. is really hard to pull yourself back. It's taken me a lot of work and a lot of time to learn to pull myself back and be like, hey, God, God handled this here. So he's going to handle this now. Mm. Mm. Yeah. I, and I think too, others can help move you into that place of security where there was a season where I experienced some really deep depression and one day it hit hard and I texted my co-director and I was like, Hey, I'm just like not doing well. I don't know that I can like be at home alone. And Mm -hmm. she was like, you know what? You just come here, stay with me and Martin. And I went also, she's a nine and one Mm -hmm. of my favorite humans in all of Nashville, her and her (laughs) husband both. Um, and even if he snuck up on you, even if he snuck up, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Which that's why that, that's why that story felt so dear to me. Cause I'm like, he, he's one of the people that I feel most seen and cared and loved by in Nashville. But anyway, so I show up to their house and immediately, immediately it was like, I I felt a a restedness of the soul. I was still in like the cloud of darkness, but I felt I am safe. I am with other people. And I didn't feel physically unsafe by myself at my house, but I felt mentally and emotionally unsafe in my house by myself. I was like, my brain will spiral. But if I have other people who can like reach out and touch me and that disrupts it. So that moved me into a place of security and rest. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's probably true for every number. We all can spiral in some way. Mm -hmm. I mean, Haley talked about in the first episode sometimes we fall down the tree of our number. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, yeah. so, mm-hmm. and so we can all spiral. And that's so interesting that it's a disruption. Mm-hmm. It's a it's an actual disruption yeah. of that. Well, How, some call it moving into like integrating yeah. yourself. Yeah. And I was like, that that's really what it felt like when, when my spiral was disrupted by others. And I felt like I was integrating the sadness, the fear, the depression, all of the like craziness into my experience of also being safe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like that that integrated it all together and and I could sort of rest. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And also then like be aware of other people. But yeah. How do sixes survive? 46% of our population or whatever the stat is. How do sixes survive without God? They probably put their trust in something else. Mm-hmm. And but what? Y'all don't trust yourselves enough. Like seven, like there's a lot of us who like Threes, sevens, eights, very aggressive stances. We probably all would go, I got this, mm-hmm. and y'all don't. They probably, it's, my guess would be, I don't want to speak for everybody, but my guess would be that they're putting their security in a relationship mm-hmm. with someone else. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I've oh, definitely. Some codependent stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Like if I don't have this person, then I am, you I know, nothing. Yeah. 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 And I think that is 
because sixes are very loyal. And I think that is something that is, it's a great quality that we have, but it's also something that if it's not a healthy situation, Mm -hmm. like you could be loyal to the wrong person and you're sitting there in a relationship or a situation where it's not safe for you to be in, but Mm -hmm. that's all you know. So that's what you're fighting towards. I think it would be very hard. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. It'd be, it'd be really, really scary. I will say like, even if it's not, even in like a a more healthier sense of that, I would imagine that they put authority into the community that they're in. I don't think they would put, I don't think they would uh, feel comfort putting authority in or seeking authority from anyone in leadership or over them um, because that feels risky, but from community because they're seeing the other people around them and they feel this mutual desire to get along and to grow and to choose each other ongoingly, I can imagine that, which makes sense. We're wired to be yes. communal beings. Yes. Mm-hmm. God is communal in, in himself. And so yeah. we experience that as humans. So it makes sense that even if someone doesn't believe in God, um, that they would live that out. I hear that from friends all the time. And, and, and I would imagine on community. your worst days, like on my worst days, I can look just like what an Enneagram 7 is going to do who isn't connected with God. Oh, right. Like yeah. I can I can go into that hole. And then that is a sign to me of like, oh, this is the behavior when you feel unsafe, uncared for, unloved, mm-hmm. and you don't know that God is that for you. Yeah. yeah. So I would bet that there are some of our friends listening, no matter where they are with God, that relate to being a 6 that go, oh, I I do that on Thursdays. Oh, yeah. I must, I must need to have some connection mm-hmm. conversations yeah. with. And even for sixes who do believe in God, like that, he, you know, he is mysterious. And if he's not mysterious, he's, you know, too knowable maybe. Mm. And so for a six, there's both comfort in that, but also a massive gray <laughs> sure. and mm-hmm. sort of a comfort with the gray. I, I, I've learned to love mystery, but also that mystery leaves me like shaking my head, right. living it, living in the Psalms of lament, like, Lord, where <laughs> right. are you? Right. You know, so even, even when, when, when we do believe in God, that's not a, that's not a cure for a happy-go-lucky six. Yeah. yeah. I mean, there's been several days where I open the Bible and I read it and I'm like, I don't know. Uh-huh. I don't know. Wow. I'm still worked up over this <laughs> what if possible situation yeah. and mm-hmm. I'm not ready to take all this in yet. Mm. Hey friends, just interrupting this conversation real quick to tell you about one of our amazing partners, Rothy's. You all remember the story about my heel, the little mishap that happened about a month ago. Well, one thing that none of us have time for is uncomfortable shoes, and that's where Rothy's comes in. Rothy's surveyed thousands of customers, and the number one word used to describe their shoes is comfy. What makes Rothy's so good is their unique seamless design is insanely comfortable the moment you put them on. Their styles are sustainably made with materials like plastic water bottles. They're fully machine washable and available in tons of shapes, styles, and colors, so you can always find the right one for you. My Rothy's Camo Cat sneakers are some of my favorite shoes. They're cute, they're casual, and so comfortable. I love them, y'all. Pop Sugar named Rothy's one of the most comfortable and cute flats you'll never tire of wearing. And I always love hearing from real-life customers. Lisa L. says these shoes are like walking on clouds. And Julie A. said there's no break-in period, no blisters, just pure comfort. Honestly, it's no wonder Rothy's best-selling shoe, The Point in Black, has over 5,000 near-perfect reviews. Upgrade your closet with washable, sustainable, stylish shoes and bags from Rothy's. Plus, they just launched men's shoes, so make sure to check them out for you or for the guy in your life. Head to rothys.com slash sounds fun to find your new favorites today. That's R-O-T-H-Y-S dot com slash sounds fun. And now back to finish my conversation with Ethan and Taylor Ann. Let's um, listen to Suzanne describe what happens when you go towards your stress number of a three. This sounds fascinating to me. I can't oh, wait yes. to hear y'all tell about this. Where do sixes go in stress? Three. A three, yeah. Wow. And essentially what that means is that in stress, they do a lot of things fast. You know, threes are cutting corners and moving fast. And sixes, uh, when they're in three, in stress, uh, on the unhealthy side of stress, they get a lot of stuff done fast. But on the healthy side of stress, they kind of think, I got this. Yeah. I I know what needs to be done, and I know how to do it, and I'm gonna. Mm -hmm. 
and I'm going to do it on behalf of these people. And people kind of step back and say, okay, then. And so sixes find the self-confidence that they need in three. Mm-hmm. They find the self-awareness and strength that they need in three. It's great. Yeah. It's good. It's also good. good. Yeah, is that true? Is that how you how you go in three? I mean, the part where she said a lot of things fast, I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Do y'all just go so fast? Yeah. yeah. I mean, I would say I go so fast to where it's like, I can feel like I'm going to push, 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 and then I am going to break. Does it feel manic? Not manic because we know I can't be manic. That would be terrifying. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> but no, it doesn't feel manic. I mean, I will say like if I was on that unhealthy side of a three, the one thing I do is I stress clean, which no one is upset about, but I <laughs> stress, stress clean. clean. Oh, I stress clean in the sense that like I look at a closet and I'm like, none of you things are in clear boxes and you don't have a pretty label on it. And this is a disaster and I'm going to fix this right now. It is a disaster because if you don't know what's in those boxes. Right. Yeah. I know. But what? If the you unknown. don't know what's in those boxes, comma. Who knows? Who knows? <laughs> you, might not, you might end up going and buying that something you already have. Yes, or it which might would be fall all, out oh of the gosh. closet. Or How embarrassing. Makes me so yeah. mad when I buy something. I'm like, oh, I already had that. Yeah. It's had it been boxes. in a clear box. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it had been organized. But so like that's like an unhealth and like – no one's mad that I'm stress cleaning, but they probably don't yeah. really enjoy it because I'm not happy. Like I'm yelling. Mm-hmm. Well, my voice is raised at a higher octave. And yeah. yeah. But I like what you said about the healthy side of stress, mm-hmm. uh, like getting stuff done. And I have definitely had moments where I, like my plate is full, but I know what I need to do. Mm-hmm. And honestly, I probably work a little bit better because mm-hmm. it's like the procrastination part of like, oh, okay, I'll get to it. It'll be okay when I get there. It's like, no, you got to get it done. And you know what you're doing. So do wow. it now. Mm-hmm. Wow. Um, yeah. Yeah, I can sort of relate to that too. And and um, this, I think one of the funny things that I experienced with with being a six and then moving into stress and health is um, this sense of I can actually be a really good planner and make really good decisions on behalf of and for and that affect other people. If it just affects me, no bets that I'm going to have a decision on it ever. Um, but if it is for and with and will benefit other people, I can make those decisions and stress. I, I think partly because I've already thought through all the potential outcomes and consequences. Mm-hmm. And so like some of my best moments, I think, are when I'm in like end of the year strategic planning meetings with my team, high stress because we have to get stuff done. And I am helping us organize our thoughts, plan, make decisions and activate. Sometimes that doesn't happen. But in some of those high stress moments, I can do that. Mm-hmm. And and it feels just natural to perform into that sort of healthy stress moment. Wow. Do you, you know, threes, y'all aren't threes or sixes who mm-hmm. have a bent toward three and stress. I mean, do you have some of that, what people think about me matters now? Do you have some of that performative stuff that comes along with threeness? I mean, oh yeah, you asked us to come on a podcast yeah. where... <laughs> <laughs> we're sitting in front of a microphone and recording ourselves. Yeah. Like, yeah, I I, uh-huh. I can imagine we're both sort of living into threeness right now, yeah. concerned about what other people are thinking about us. Yeah. Oh, for sure. I mean, yeah, because you don't. I don't want to be thought of as anything but Taylor Ann. Like, mm-hmm. I don't want some label about. I don't want the label of you're a scaredy cat because mm-hmm. you're a sick. Yeah, you yeah. like really no. don't want I don't that. Want you're that. very no. anti. I'm not anxious. I'm not worried. Like, oh, no, no, I'm, an- no, no, no. Anxiety is there. <laughs> I, I will admit you don't, to you. You just don't want people but labeling you as I don't, that. yeah, I don't want to be labeled as anxious because I feel like it's seen, and, and that's probably just my own perception, but mm-hmm. like, I feel like it's seen as like wrong. Yeah. Like, she's anxious, so she's going to be annoying about this, or she's anxious, oh, so wow. she's going to be worried about that. Or she's not going to do anything. Right. Like, she's going to be too afraid to, yes. to get oh, anything done. Oh my gosh! It's just it's not true. Can't I mean, stand that. yeah, I, I think I think one of the things that I I actually really love about being a six is that our um, our uh, uh, stress or our sin or whatever our passion is fear um, because fear leads to wisdom and mm-hmm. it helps me make good decisions mm-hmm. and partly because I'm considering all the realities. Um, And it also helps me do those things with courage because I know all those realities and I can choose to press into it. One of the Mm -hmm. things I heard 
on a podcast about a six at some point was that it was a definition of bravery and courage, that bravery is the lack of feeling the fear, whereas courage is feeling all of the fear and Mm -hmm. choosing to press in because there's something of greater value at stake. Mm -hmm. And so I think there's this misconception of sixes that we're we're afraid to go out into the world, like you said, scaredy cat. Yeah. No, Mm -mm. no. I mean, sometimes, absolutely, but... Usually, no. We're, we walk into the world. Not all, and it's not even counterphobic sixes that are always doing that. Right. All of us sixes are walking out into the world yeah. and taking it head on. Yeah. And I would say if we don't walk out, then no, it's just, it's too big. Yeah. And just understand. It's yeah. too big and we just can't. Mm-hmm. And I think the most courageous thing sometimes that a six can say is no. Mm. Like, really? I can't. It, it, that will cause too many of this, this, and this anxieties. I can't do it. So, mm. no. Because we don't, we don't want to say no. Like we don't, yeah. we don't want. I don't want to succumb to that, that situation where I'm like, it's too big. I can't do it. No. Mm-hmm. But if I do, then it's like okay. It's, but it's so honest, though. Yeah. 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 What is it you need God to say to you? That you're safe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that I've yeah. got this. Like, I mean, if God could send me a text message each day of like, hey, here's your schedule, and I've got it under control. That would be great. But I don't know. I feel like God does a really good job with me of putting things in front of me that I need to see, whether it's a verse Mm. or a person or a conversation or a Mm. podcast. I feel like I really see those God winks. I also think that as a six, I'm going to see them a little bit more because I'm looking for the worst part. And he's showing over and over again, like, that didn't happen. Mm. Like, you thought that was going to happen. It didn't even happen. So I've, I think hearing, not like audibly hearing God, but like feeling that he has got it mm. comes so much more probably for a six because we're constantly looking for mm-hmm. him to like put his arms around us and say, you're safe. You're okay. I've got you. I mm. know what's coming. Yeah. I remember I did this this time. I can do it again. Yeah. That sort of thing. That's so funny. I, I literally have like, you're okay. Yeah. I don't have you're safe, but I have like, you're okay. You're securely loved. Trust the process. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I think about one of the things that came to mind when, when I read this question was mm. Hebrews 6. It says that we have a sure and steadfast anchor for the soul. Mm-hmm. And I just can't, couldn't help but think like that's, that speaks to the language of a six to know that we have a sure and steadfast anchor for our souls in God to know that we are beloved. And there's nothing that could change that. And also, he is not sitting up in heaven, twiddling his thumbs, anxious about what's happening in the day like I am. He's got this. Yeah. Mm. You know, (laughs) trust the process. Lean in. It'll be okay. That's beautiful. Mm -hmm. Those of us that aren't sixes, which is only half of the world, the other (laughs) half is six. So this is really important because probably a lot of people we love are sixes. Um, What do you need from us? I just need to know that you're safe, <laughs> mm. you know? But like, all of us aren't. Right. And I'm not always going to be. And right. I want to be, but I'm not always going to be. I'm going to disappoint you. So how do, how, do we, how do we be human in that? Well, I think by being honest. Okay. Mm. I mean, I, of course, I mean, I, we're going to make mistakes. We're, we're all humans. Yeah. I probably made a mistake this like five minutes ago, you know? like <laughs> No, y'all have been perfect so far. Keep it up. But I think being honest, being clear— not, I don't know, beating around the bush and like mm. not giving the full answer is awful because I'm like, no, there are so many what ifs that are going through my mm-hmm. head. Like just clearly say, I like this. I don't like this. I didn't like when you did that. I like mm-hmm. when you did that. Just lay it out. Mm-hmm. Um, so many of our numbers this year have said, just tell me the whole truth. Yeah. 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 I mean, well, the whole, this whole uncertainty piece of yeah. being caught off guard, not, not knowing, mm. not knowing if you're really for me. And if you are against me because of something, let me know. Just tell me. Yeah. yeah. Well, let me know. And because I want to know, one, what I need to own as a six who probably like pissed you off or like <laughs> shot down a really good idea, but I wasn't mm. actually shooting it down. Mm. You just thought I was shooting it down. That's right. Mm. Um, but yeah, like I need to know that because the way I'm perceived mm-hmm. is just as important as the things that come out of my mouth. Mm. But then also like I need to know that if if you have some feedback for me, and you love me, I need to know that I need to know that and that I'm loved. Yeah. Um, compliment sandwich. Or could, yeah. what is it? it's not a compliment sandwich. It's a um, feedback sandwich where you go, here's yeah, something yeah, yeah. great. Mm-hmm. Here's something to improve. Here's something great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I, I can't deeply say I believe love in those compliments. 
don't know. At all? I mean, oh, right. Why? Yeah, same. Wait, Like, what? if it were a compliment from someone I didn't know, I would be like, mm, what's your motive? Like, what's your story? It doesn't feel safe for someone to tell you you're great? No, because I'm in the back of my head. I'm like, no, you're not. Yeah. I need to be realistic. I don't like superlatives. They drive me crazy <laughs> because they feel disingenuous. And this is a I, wild turn. I, did I, am not, I am not a four, but but someone <laughs> being, when you said honest, I was like, oh, yeah. Because I, I know the potential. I know what goes through my head. And I'm really like, you're the most wonderful human in the entire world. I'm like, you're pretty great. And we're all limited. Yeah. So, so when someone's like, oh, my gosh, that was the most perfect thing in the world. I'm like, it really wasn't. And so I, I'm having to meter my, my trust of what you're saying. Yeah. I'm choosing to press through that because I know people say stuff and... Yeah. John Acuff always says, don't believe the top 10% of what people tell you or mm-hmm. the bottom 10% because neither yeah. are true. Oh, yeah. I've taken well, and- that. When it comes to Amazon reviews, I've read the three and fours. Oh, yeah. Of what John Acuff oh, said. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm not reading the top and I'm not reading the bottom. John Acuff taught me that. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, it's true. So that's true for everything. Yeah. He was talking, I think, about a book review, but I'm mm-hmm. just talking about like reviews. He's just life. saying in life. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Well, and with people, like it, it, it's. I mean, you're not you're not getting other people's opinions of other people, but you see what people do, and it's like you say this thing. Are you going to follow up on it? Like, if I see someone out and about, and they're like, "Hey, oh my gosh, I would love to get coffee with you. Let's get coffee," and I'm like, "Okay, great. My schedule's wide open. You let me know mm-hmm. when you're free, and I, I'll hundred percent be there." And then Never hear from them. And and I'm like, "Yeah, okay, yeah." yeah. So I I think sixes for us expectations are our whole world. And so when you're honest with us, it helps us manage our expectations mm-hmm. in a really useful way that benefits us all. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. What did we not say about sixes that you want to make sure we cover? That we are brave and awesome. Yeah. <laughs> you did. I believe that. It's true. Yeah. yeah. And I sort of think that sixes have a superpower because Everyone we does. see all it? the potential consequences and results that we walk into the world and and have these massive imaginations. Yeah. I think sevens have great imaginations yeah. um, because yours are more fun and exciting. Yes. Um, but we also have those imaginations. They're, I think our, what we're, the misnomer is that we're afraid. And so we have all, like, we're only devil's advocate, but it's because we want the world to be a better place. Yeah. And yeah. because we want to have all the fun ideas happen and not be encumbered by the potential Mm-hmm. speed bumps. Something my friends and I yeah. say is we switched out devil's advocate for angel advocate because we're never that. trying to say what that. the devil yeah. would say. I we like yeah. we want to tell you what's actually better. So, yeah. so yeah. and I think that's a sixth thing is mm-hmm. you're just being an angel advocate. You're just stepping oh. in and going like I see a situation and I have a tiny improvement that will keep you safe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So that's not yeah. devil's advocate. That's yeah. just angel's advocate. And we care a lot. Yeah, yeah. we all do care. So a lot. much. I know. I believe. Yeah. I very yeah. much believe that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think if you see a six charging through get ready because they've thought through every single possible situation. Yeah. And if they feel confident in going forward, something good is mm-hmm. coming on the other side. Yeah. Okay. And not just that we've thought through it because it's interesting. Six is being thinking repressed and thinking dominant. Yeah. Not just that we've thought through it, but we have felt it emotionally yes. mm. um, and probably have felt it emotionally for you and on your behalf, Which I empathetically yeah, like seven. holding that. And yeah. so it, yeah. We've sat there and watched the whole car wreck unfold yeah. before you've even gotten yeah. in the car. Yeah. <laughs> Gosh, yeah. I wasn't even trying to, and I did that on the way yeah. over here because I was crossing <laughs> through one of these back neighborhoods, and it was not a four-way stop. And I was like, oh. How many people's day would it ruin if I got oh T-balled God, right now? Yes. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. I would be fine, but we have to, like, Bless reschedule. And... Oh, my gosh. We'd have to reschedule. Oh, oh I did all that because my daughter was sick. And I was like, okay, well, <sighs> I could leave for this time, and we could then I wouldn't have to inconvenience anybody, and it was all fine. Yeah. She it woke up without fine. a fever. Everything was fine. Hey. Um, won't yeah. 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 do yeah. it. <laughs> won't he do it? Yeah. yeah. Um, well, y'all both have represented yourselves very well. And I think we'll really connect with a lot of people who are sixes and love sixes. Mm -hmm. So thank you for doing this. Last question we always ask, because the show is called That Sounds Fun. Tell me what sounds fun to you. I knew this was coming and it's for some reason it's catching me off guard right now. How? That's insane. <laughs> oh my gosh, no. I have a great answer. So okay, you, can you think go, about it. Okay, yeah, great Just answer. anything that involves water, being outside, playing in water, oh, trunks, going to a <laughs> swimming trunks or yeah. going to a dance party. Oh my gosh. Just really? like being, yeah. Okay. I love dancing. Okay. So much. You can ask Fallon. I will. Um, <laughs> dancing in a crowd because also like being in a crowd is great because there is safety and the anonymity. 
so much mm-hmm. craziness can happen in a crowd, which is scary. But also, you're sort of like, if you're with like your little posse, mm-hmm. but are anonymous to everyone else, Best. so great. Okay. Yeah. Water and dancing. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, yeah. Wow. Good answers. Um, okay. What sounds fun? Honestly, our backyard is like the place to be for the neighborhood game. Yeah. And I, my kids have really fun friends who have really fun moms and who are my friends. And I think what sounds fun is just being at home. Dinner is already cooked. The kitchen is cleaned. Everything is prepared. Uh-huh. And it's that time after nap before dinner where we're just outside and all the kids are getting along. No one's fighting over any toys. Yeah. yeah. No one's climbing on anything that they're going to fall off. Oh, my gosh. That's the worst. When kids start, <laughs> when kids start getting adventurous. Goodness gracious. Um, but, and and we're all just hanging out. And it's just simple. Mm. Having a good time. It's safe. Mm. So, I love it. Yeah. Well done, friends. Oh, you guys, don't you love them? Oh, I I just learned so much. Oh, I learned so much about being a six today. So be sure you follow along through all of Any Summer 2021 so you get to hear about all nine types. And if you're a six, share this show with friends and loved ones so it can help them better understand and love you. If you need anything else from me, you know I'm embarrassingly easy to find. Annie F. Downs on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, all the places you may need me. That's how you can find me. And I think that's it for me today, friends. Go out or stay home and do something that sounds fun to you. And I will do the same. Have a great Monday. And we'll see you back here on Wednesday with my friend, Heather Thompson Day. And back on Friday with our final show of the Enneagram Summer 2021. Last but not least, our Enneagram 7s.